Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Have you heard of something called forced financing? It is something that can happen when somebody is purchasing a vehicle. How often, though, is it happening and why is it happening? Joining me to talk more about this is Sherry Primack, Executive Director of the nonprofit Car Help Canada. Thank you so much for taking some time. Thank you for having me. Uh, interesting story, and I know the CBC has been uh, covering this, and uh, you were quoted in uh, one of the articles uh, that uh, CBC had talked to people who had been trying to purchase vehicles with cash but told that wasn't an option, and uh, hence the, the phrase forced financing. Uh, how, how much is this happening? Yeah, so this is just one of many tactics that we're seeing pop up in the car market. It's a very challenging time to buy a car at the moment, thanks to this ongoing car shortage across the industry. So the result of that is that we're seeing dealerships use all kinds of tactics that they haven't used to this extent. Price gouging, charging unnecessary fees, forcing consumers to pay for high-profit products and add-ons, and in some cases also forcing consumers to finance Uh, as opposed to paying cash. It's not happening across the board, but it's happening often enough that if a consumer were to be in the market shopping for a newer used car, there is a chance that they would encounter a dealership doing this while shopping around. And is, is it legal then for a dealership, if you're a consumer, you're shopping, you've got the cash to pay for a vehicle, is it, is it legal a dealership can say, no, we're not accepting cash, we're only doing this through financing? So I know that in the story, there were some regulators quoted as saying that, yes, we acknowledge this is happening, but there's not much that can be done about it. That's actually inaccurate. Dealerships are not allowed to be doing this if they don't disclose this on their websites in their advertising. If they have a price listed online, that has to be a price that a consumer can go into the dealership, pay, and walk out the door. If there's a condition that that price requires financing, that needs to be disclosed in the ad. And if the dealership is not disclosing that, uh, then it could be illegal and that dealership could be disciplined. Would it be up to then the consumer, though, or the the purchaser having to to file a complaint or take it somewhere? They would have to file the complaint with the provincial regulatory authority, that's right, so that they could hopefully do an investigation. So yes, if you encounter a dealership that's doing this and there's no transparency uh, online on their website, uh, you weren't aware that this was going to happen, then certainly it's a good idea to report. And when we take a look at this, and like you said, so a dealership has to put it in their policy. They have to state the policy if they do have this financing as a policy. Where is the the benefit, though, as far as why are are dealerships doing this? Well, quite simply, it's more profitable for dealerships to sell a car uh, through financing than paying cash because they do receive uh, a form of a kickback or a commission uh, from the manufacturer and or the lenders. Uh, so they do often make a lot more money through financing. 
Right. So that would make sense. And I know in the article as well, it was uh, the, the one of the reasons brought up was that maybe in the past when there wasn't a supply issue, it, it wouldn't matter as much if one sale was cash because the next sale would be financed and the dealership could could make up the money, whereas it's a bit more difficult to do that now. Right. Because dealerships just don't have the inventory. So when they have cars that are coming in, they have to be more strategic with how they sell them in order to maximize their profit on each unit. And one tactic is by charging unnecessary fees. Another tactic is forcing consumers to pay for very profitable products or add-ons. And in this case, the tactic is forcing them to finance. (laughs) All these tactics result in them making more money. Right. And and also, I would imagine they also all result in people kind of losing their confidence or or being wary of even going in because you think you're going to be taken advantage of or, or you're going to be you're going to be kind of talked into a, a deal that's going to be far more beneficial for the dealership rather than the consumer. Yeah, I would say that consumers have always had that fear to a certain extent, but it's likely now greater than it ever has been in the past because now there's just more incentive for dealerships to be doing these types of things. And the negotiating power that a consumer has is far lower now than it ever has been in the past. Many dealerships have very much this take-it-or-leave-it sales mentality. This is our price. This is our policy. You take it or leave it. And it's unfortunate because it's short-term thinking. When the shortage is over in the future and things go back somewhat to where they were before, I'm sure many consumers will remember how certain dealerships were behaving. Right, because you could you could use that or have that attitude now, like you said, when there's a shortage, because uh, as we've heard, we've seen those stories of people looking for vehicles and not being able to find them. So even if it's that take it or leave it, somebody, uh, the dealership, I would imagine, is going to be quite confident that somebody is going to take it. Right. This is t- typically more common on certain types of vehicles that have extremely limited supply vehicles that can have waiting periods a few months or several months long. Uh, Certain types of vehicles that could be more readily available in stock, you might have more negotiating ability. But unfortunately, when it comes to many of the popular hybrids, uh, the small affordable cars, the small SUVs, these types of vehicles are very, very difficult to buy at the moment and typically have a waiting period of a few months to several months. So this is typically where you see these things happening more often. So what advice do you give then to consumers for people who are in the market or are looking to purchase a vehicle if they do encounter that scenario where maybe they do have the cash or part of the ca- the cash uh, to pay for the vehicle and they're told, no, the only thing you can do if you want this vehicle, you need to finance it? Well, it's always a good idea to shop around and get a quote from a handful of dealerships in your region so that you know what each dealership is charging you, which ones may have unnecessary products or fees that they're forcing you to pay and which ones don't. So getting quotes from a few different dealerships uh, remotely by email is always a really good strategy. And once you've narrowed down to one that you feel is being a little bit more reasonable than the other ones, then if they do try to use a tactic such as that, understand your rights. Make sure that any ad or any information on the dealership's website, they're being transparent, they're disclosing it to you. And if they're not disclosing the correct price and the correct uh, terms that you saw online, don't be afraid to report that dealership uh, to your regulatory authority.
And is it the kind of thing as well that the more people are talking about it and consumers are hearing stories and uh, similar scenarios, the more that it's getting attention, maybe dealerships will also take notice and, and do something about it or maybe not engage in these practices? Well, we need the industry and the regulators to really take notice and do something about it. Many of them are aware that things like this are happening, but there needs to be a greater sense of urgency for them to uh, enforce the current rules that exist, make sure that dealerships are following the rules correctly, following the appropriate uh, code of ethics and expectations for professionalism, and where there are holes, such as with forcing consumers to pay for add-ons or forcing them to finance, uh, bring forth new legislation so that we don't see this happening in the future. Right, because I think everyone agrees too. We understand that dealerships, their point, their whole reason is to is to make money. They do make a profit, and that's the business model. But like you said, it, it's not something that people don't want to feel like they're being taken advantage of, or that they don't have any say in how they're going to purchase something. Absolutely, dealerships have the right to make money. They're in business, but they don't have the right to be unprofessional, unethical, and price gouge consumers, especially vulnerable consumers who uh, often do need protection. Are you getting more complaints about this or are you hearing about this more in in recent months or more recently that that it is happening more? All the tactics that I mentioned uh, have become fairly common in the past one to two years. In fact, we recently did a national uh, survey and found that uh, around 40% of dealerships we're charging some form of a markup over the regular MSRP, and 50% of dealerships were forcing consumers to pay for add-ons. And financing is a form of a product or add-on. So, yes, unfortunately, these things are quite common. Well, it's uh, good advice uh, that you have given to the consumers and raising more awareness uh, about this uh, can only help, I would imagine. Sherry, thank you so much for taking the time and for joining the show today. Thanks for having me.